Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Between Realities VR podcast here on your home for everything Between Realities, Between Realities. I am one of the hosts of this magnificent, fantastic VR podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Fuck, I was doing so good. And I'm joined here by my co-host, Skiva. Skiva, how you doing, brother? Good, man. What's up? How are you? I feel like I'm I haven't good. talked to you in a minute. Dude, It's. I feel like things are busy. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. Like, I'm busy. I'm doing things. You're busy. You're doing yeah. things. This is like the story. This has been like the yeah. story of season four. Yeah. It's like busy time. Busy, busy times. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, the VR space is certainly no exception to that. There's all kinds of announcements happening. There's all kinds of, of new headset images popping out. Like, I can't even keep track of them. There's like different companies dropping shit and games that are dropping and so much happening. And it's super, super exciting. And uh, hopefully we get into a bunch of it today. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot going on, man. It's it's constant. Like this month has just been nuts. You know, we talked about it a lot last week, but yeah, there's you know, it's still trickling in. Still trickling in. It so, is. Yeah. It is. And um, you know what else is still trickling in? Our amazing chat. Hey everybody. Oh, what's up, Thanks for guys? showing up. Uh we got some early birds here in the house. Mike Newton, weekend McMaximus. That's pretty funny. Thanks for being here, dude. Duty does BR Friday hype. What's up? Thanks for being here, Duty. Thanks. He's been going strong up, on buddy? his uh, VR accessibility series. Yeah, yeah. There's a link actually in the description to his uh, VR accessibility spreadsheet. And uh, if you are a developer, contact Duty if you want him to uh, test your stuff for accessibility. That's so, a good idea. Yeah. You should do mm-hmm. that. Um, Z-Storm Games up in the house, dude. Rocking his new uh, Between Realities hoodie this week. Yeah, buddy. So sick. All right. We, yeah. Like, we're still on Teespring right now, right? Yeah, I think we are. We're trying to get yeah. off of that. And yeah. uh, if we do, we might retire some of like our, our current merch. The OG you know? stuff. Yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. OG stuff. So if yeah. you're interested in some of that OG Between Realities merch, sooner than later probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Stone Fox is here. What's up, dude? What's up? We got the Stone Fox Sternling Youngman in the house. Thank you for joining us. Red Slash Ace is here, as well as Chroma Snare here again. Thank you. Hey, Rosanna. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I wonder why you've joined us on this magnificent day. We'll get to that in just here in a second. Natasha Tomkinson. Natasha Tomkinson. Tomkinson. You got it. You hey, got hey, it. Hey, Natasha. <laughs> Thanks for joining. What's up, um, Delirium Drew is here. Drew. Boom. Virtual Steve is here. Boom. What's up? I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it. Texas Green Tea. Austin R. What's up? Everybody's What's up? here. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank and you. you know who else is here? Today's guest. Yes. Waiting in the wings with us is a uh, VR personality, a VR community member, mm-hmm. I would say, uh, who has popped up quite a bit, I would say maybe the past six months or so. Yeah, yeah. And someone that actually might be able to rival you in Beat Saber. <laughs> well, we'll see what uh, we'll see what she has to say about that. Please, everybody, welcome to Between Realities VR with Jasmine. Hello, Jasmine. Hey, hi, everybody. Thank you for having me today. And um, Alex, there's no competition. We already know that. Oh my! Wait, that, that means the, no competition, as in I would destroy you, right? That's that is. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't you see Skiva's shirt? That that's for me. I actually Skiva, did this. Where, I did wear you. this to to kind of. Uh, to, to kind of get you guys you button heads to... on this one today. You, you really wanted to set her up for failure like this? Like, I thought she was your friend. You guys are both freaking nasty at that game, man. I would love to see a Beat Saber off. Well, I would love to see that happen as well. And, you know, I've actually even considered hitting you up recently because, you know, I know that you often talk about, like, VR for fitness. And I know you've personally used VR for fitness in your own journey. And I'm definitely looking for that, like, 
Beat Saber accountability buddy, you know, because yeah. for me, it's all about the social experience of VR, as you all know, and Beat Saber multiplayer, I think is amazing. I, what do you think, Jasmine? Whenever I go into Beat Saber multiplayer, there's never anyone there in the Expert Plus lobby, so I don't know, <laughs> unless you're doing like, a, unless you're doing like private ones. That's what it's all about. You got to hit up friends. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, you, you right now let's go mm -hmm. like we would do we would join a party and then you can hear each other and then you jump into the game together and yeah. it's brilliant beat saber is one of those things that it's like if it's a random do you really care what that other person's getting for a score no, yeah it all. doesn't really matter nope yeah nope, it's gonna but, be friends but when jasmine and i go toe to toe all of a sudden she's gonna start sweating a little bit she's gonna start shaking she's gonna be like oh wait a second what did i get myself into and then before you know it there i am at the top Looks <laughs> like Alex words. can talk the talk, but can he walk the walk? Can he swing the swing? <laughs> Find Let's out see. later this month on Between Realities, the cage <laughs> match. VR with Jasmine versus Alex VR. <laughs> Speaking about oh, yeah. multiplayer and cage matches, I do want to steer this out a little bit because we do have a competition coming on tomorrow that anyone can join, right? I'm super excited um, for this. It is a contractor's competition right using the cyber shoes and this is a community tournament so all of you sign up let's get in there and shoot at each other i think it'll be a damn good time mm -hmm. do you hear that Genghis vr who just joined us in the chat how What's are you doing up? how's lady? it going thank you for joining us maybe uh you know you can feel free to hit us up tomorrow either tune in at the stream or come meet us on the battlefield for yep, some yep. Uh, contractors yeah if you have the cyber shoes there is a link in the description that is the only requirement that you have the cyber shoes you have the game contractors and obviously that you have virtual reality right um so come on in play with us uh we will be streaming it here live on the channel as well uh so it's going to be a damn good time Mm -hmm. so let's do it yep since we're going to be on this channel you might as well go ahead and subscribe to our channel we yes, are going to try to hit 2k by the end of our season i think that's going to be our goal oh, right yeah that'd be great not too bad that would right? be fantastic Two thousand yeah. subscribers yeah. before the end of season mm -hmm. four let's get it so tomorrow we're going to do a special event it's not a podcast it's a uh, a gaming event and it's going to be super fun and who knows maybe robin's reality will join us hey robin thanks for joining What's us up, here robin? today we've it's also got buddy. endeavor one in the house get to the chopper our boy dane chilling in chat and of course, Quip Silva here. Chilling. Oh, what's up? What's up? I love all you people. I really do. I love you guys. You know, this community is just the freaking best. It is. It really is. Isn't this community the best VR with Jasmine? Yeah, I mean, VR community is so kind and welcoming, and everyone's just so fun. This is great energy. It really is. So, and, you... and speaking of community, Hi, real quick, oh, no, too. this is another famous segue, Steve, Steve, segue. <laughs> I want to do the community a favor here, and I want to tell you, real quick again, about VR Trend Magazine because I friggin' love this magazine. And these guys currently have a Kickstarter going on, and it only has nine days left, guys, and it's like over halfway there, right? So I just want to make sure that uh, that we're all on the same page. And if I can find my button, I will show you. Um, yeah. So here we go. There. It looks like they have $3,351 uh, pledged out of their goal of, what was it, $6,500. Dude, 6500 so, is not an outrageous or no. astronomical goal. No, like, I don't think so. It's, it's, it would so. be really amazing if these guys could yeah. get the support that they I've, need. I've definitely thrown down on this Kickstarter, even though I'm 
I'm a subscriber already and stuff, but I really want to see these guys improve their business model. They want to get guys, listen, they want to get this magazine out to like in airports and Barnes and Noble and shit like that. Like this is, this is kind of a big deal, right? Because it's going to bring VR to people that have never even heard about it before. If they're walking around and they see this magazine sitting on the shelf, they're going to know. I mean, this is, this is another step of VR becoming a big deal. And so I just yeah. want to help nudge that along. Right? Not let's, only that, it's one that's support. perpetuated purely by the community yeah. and their passion for it. It's yeah. not perpetuated by some conglomerate corporation that sees the potential and sees the dollar signs, you right. know, which is what, unfortunately, a lot of our progress is um, you know, inspired by mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know, or, or owning the metaverse or whatever. Uh, but this is something made by the people for the people. It's beautiful. Yep. Of yep. course, we're huge supporters. We're both collaborators. We're both patrons. And now we are both asking you to support it. So VR Trend Magazine, you, get on it. All right. Well, cool. Enough of that. Um, we are also not being paid by VR Trend or anything. Oh, yeah. Just and so you know, thing. we don't not affiliated. Paid. We just love them. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe they could get big enough yeah. to where we could actually be paid. You know, right. not, not that that's not that we there. want to, right. but we want to see them succeed. You know, yeah. and um, that would yeah. be cool. That would be that'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Dope AF. So, so go ahead and clicky clicky on that uh, on that Kickstarter, please. So I want could. to learn Thanks. a little bit more about Jasmine before we kind of dive into some of this week's topics. Heck yeah. Okay? Because yep. here on the show, I, you know, I like to get to know who we have sitting there with us, you know, joining us with us. And Jasmine, I feel like you kind of came out of nowhere, you know, like we're all just chilling. We're like having a good time, you know, all like doing VR stuff together. And then boom, there's Jasmine. She's in your face. She's a part of the community like overnight. Like how, like, I assume you were into VR before we saw you, right? Yeah. So a little background on me. I've been, yeah, I've been in VR probably since 2017. My first one was the Samsung Gear VR. And then I switched to the CV1 and now I'm on the Q2. But when the pandemic started, that's kind of how I got really, really into VR. I think a lot of us probably doubled down on VR once the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Um, basically I was just playing Beat Saber in order to work out. No one was leaving the house and I needed to get my workout. I mean, nobody in the world was leaving their house because we didn't know how dangerous the virus was. So I just started playing a ton, a ton, a ton of Beat Saber. And then I also got really, what's the word? I felt really isolated as I'm sure many people felt at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that's why I decided to start streaming. Cause I was like, I'm playing Beat Saber for hours every single day anyway. Right. Why not give this a shot? I went full on onto the Twitch scene uh, for a little bit over a year. I was just doing hardcore Beat Saber. My arms were like basically about to fall off every single night, whatever. <laughs> now is this PC? Alex giving you a run for your money. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, again, we'll see. Uh, was this P- so PC VR? Where you, did you have a computer and you were streaming to Twitch yeah. with that? Yeah, and what headset yes, were you I using? Had, yeah, I was using the CV1 Oculus Rift. Nice. Yeah, so that was really good times. And I really love like interacting with live community, especially with the VR community, because everyone's just great. Um, but I just, as I kept doing, as I kept streaming uh, Beat Saber, I just felt like I had a lot more to bring to the VR community. Um, so a little bit more background on me. I was a teacher slash tutor for about 10 years. Um, my background's in engineering and I'm, you know, I'm a huge tech person. So for me, like teaching technology to people is just like a natural, it's just like a very natural thing for me. 
So after thinking about it, I decided maybe I need to double down on this like YouTube content. Um, and so I was trying to evaluate what was already on the market on YouTube. And there's a lot of information for hardcore VR enthusiasts, which makes sense because before only like the hardcore people were really in the scene. But as we're seeing this transition to more, um, it's like beginning to transition into mainstream. I've just seen that like there's not much information for the everyday common folk who might not be that technical. Um, for example, like my mom, <laughs> um, Hi, mom. not like, yeah, my mom's in the chat. So my mom's like the least technical person in the whole entire world. So how she, like how I came out of her, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> like she probably wouldn't even be able to change a light bulb. Oh, Sorry. Mm. I'm telling oh, mom, no, it's not true. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. But I got her into VR and she plays VR every single day, like, Pretty much every single day she plays like three times a day i believe mostly like fitness stuff nice. but if wow. i can get someone like nice. my mom into vr and have it be something positive in her life i don't know it's just it's just such a great feeling so that's kind of why i've um stopped streaming on twitch and now i'm like full on youtube making a lot of content for um for to like invite new people into vr and build our vr community into something even bigger i love it i would love it i would almost say that like you said that it comes naturally but it, it almost looks like a compulsion from here, from where I'm sitting, you know, because it's like, you know that the information is not out there as well as it should be. You know, people have misconceptions about VR and maybe just maybe that drives you insane. And you're like, no, it's easier oh, than man. you realize. <laughs> wow. How are you reading my mind? That's creepy. But yeah, that's actually exactly how it feels like when I talk to people, especially like my friends or my family. Oh my gosh, my family. <laughs> and they just don't understand what VR is capable of, or, you know, they think that it's something that's unattainable for them, not useful for them. I'm like, come on. Yes, it mm -hmm. is. Let me show you. So a lot of these videos I send to all my friends and my family members. I'm like, stop asking me questions. Just watch this video. I made this for you and for everybody else that has the same exact question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I've, this is something that we've kind of talked about a few times on this show, but we've both had experiences where we're kind of taken back when we show someone, or at least maybe, I don't know, maybe, I guess I should speak for myself. I don't know if you've had this before, but where I've showed VR people multiple times, I've shown VR to people and they're unimpressed. They're unenthusiastic after the experience, you know? Uh, have you had similar experiences where you're like, yep, this is new, it's awesome, it's great, you put it on there and they're like, okay, yeah, kind of cool. And you're like, no, it's it's really cool. What do you mean kind of cool? For me or for yeah, Skiba? For like for you, have you, I, have you, I mean, have you? So, so I... <laughs> I don't remember a time that that's ever happened, but I will tell you um, something just happened just yesterday, actually. Um, well, it's been happening over the past week as I got a friend into VR. She was super, super excited to get into VR. Um, you know, she grabbed Population 1 right off the bat, grabbed, you know, Quest 2, um, excited for Resident Evil 4, which is really what made her take the plunge, wow. right? And then she hopped into Resident Evil and almost threw up. And now it's really hard for her. No. Yeah, I know. She's super susceptible oh. to motion sickness. And that, oh my God, it bums me out so, so much when that happens, man. This totally goes oh. into what, what I was going to ask Jasmine. It's like, what do you think are the primary pain points for these people, mm -hmm. right? Like your target audience, the people who you want to reach out to, what are the primary pain points for them? Yeah, that's a great question. But first, in regards to the VR motion sickness, I have a video about that. So send it to your friends and anyone else who gets, who hears about the same issues from other people, like just send them that video of mine. Um, in regards to pain points, so going back to the first question you asked me, which is if I've ever had anyone not be super excited after I got them into a VR headset, 
No, not really. Everyone that I put them in a headset is like, man, maybe I should buy this. And nice. even the very skeptical people. But I think what's important, what's important when you're introducing someone to the VR is you should know that person like a decent amount and know what would be something that's interesting for them. Because I think we as people tend to think that what we like, other people will like. And that's not necessarily true. So I try to understand what that person would like. And I ask them questions too, before I pick something for them to start off with. I think that's pretty important. Um, and then now to your question about what's the barriers to entry for people. I know that even at like, you know, even at the cheapest headset, which is the $300 Quest 2, that that's still not something that's super affordable for people. But thinking on like a larger scale of what, of what's preventing people to getting into VR is I think just the lack of information about how it's applicable to them. A lot of people um, that's not in the VR space, when you first mention VR to them, they'll think, oh, it's for gamers or I'm not a tech person like my mother. <laughs> but when I, you know, I think fitness is a really big deal or a big goal for a lot of people, especially in the US. Um, so when you show them a way to achieve one of their goals in something that's fun and maybe something that's different because obviously things that they've been doing in the past hasn't worked out for them. Uh, so that's, that's one. And then some other things that I like to show people is if they're into, like if they want to socialize or just see something crazy or build something, I mean, you can build stuff in the tilt brush, or if you want to see something crazy, send them into until you know vr chat or neos or you know one of the social activities um but yeah i think it's mostly a lack of information for the mainstream uh for the like yeah the mainstream people and also just trying for them it's hard to visualize how vr can help them and their life so it's just yeah targeting targeting what it is that they're looking for and showing them that vr can meet those needs you know i find the thing that I find so interesting about um, about that is that, like, for me, for example, I'm the kind of person, I mean, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know if it's a left brain or right brain, but I'm like, I love, like, music and art, and, you know, like, I'm like, I would consider myself a creative type, you know, and I find real appreciation in a lot of that stuff, um, and for me, just the experience just the transformative immersive experience alone, regardless of any kind of useful application is is, was mind blowing, you know, like that was like, like, oh my God, I feel like I'm somewhere else. And I didn't think for a second, but how does this help me? You know what I mean? Like, what is it that they're missing? You know, like, what is it that mm -hmm. I have that they don't, that's preventing them from seeing what I see? That's, that's what I want to know. Hmm. You know, that's, that's a really good question. I, I, um, it is all the time. It's, it's, it, people want to know how this can benefit them, right? I mean, there are people that are like, oh, I'm just not into gaming, you know, but fitness, right? Fitness is huge. And I feel like when, what we've seen from Oculus lately is, is or, or Meta or Facebook, whoever they are, whoever the hell they are today, <laughs> right, is they're really making a push for, for fitness, right? Because it's a big deal, man. I think a lot of people um, understand when they see this and they first play something like Beat Saber that this can really give you a really good workout, Right. And we see that now, like for sure, because they just bought Supernatural. Like, that's oh, huge. Did you? Congrats. No, they. Oh, they. I thought you did. I was no, like, no, oh, no. sweet. <laughs> Good job, man. Way to commit. Supernatural. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. Let me just take that back. 
<laughs> no, so Facebook went out and they purchased the studio, right? And that's kind of a big deal. Yep. I mean, this isn't something I would have I would have really pegged on them. You know, they went out and they bought Onward, they bought Population One. You know, they've bought they've bought some IPs that have a lot to do with gaming, uh, running and gunning, and things like that. But it's it's really good to actually see them um, uh, scoop up a studio like this that's doing really good things. And, and Supernatural is pretty awesome, and I have played with it a little bit. But you know, I I can't. I wish I could commit a little bit more. I'm just like, I just, when I get into VR, I just want to hang out and shoot things with my friends. And, and that's an issue I got to get past, right? Because I, I really do want to exercise more and I want to lose some weight more. And I want to like, I want to be able to get into things like this and really enjoy myself. Um, and I do when I'm in there, I do enjoy myself. It's just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of exercise and that's, you know right anyway are we talking about vr for fitness now because i have like a lot to say on this topic. well before before mm. we get into it i just want to know jasmine does vr need to be useful to be impactful or adopted i mean i guess the answer is probably going to be yes but i just am curious why see so if you were if you were like i don't know i'm trying to think of a way to explain this but if you saw something that wowed you and you're like wow this is amazing but that novelty eventually wears off. I guess you can compare it to when you're first dating someone. You're like, oh my gosh, wow, this is amazing because you have all the hormones or whatever. But eventually all that novelty wears off and you're like, what's the point? Why am I investing my time into this? So yeah, to some extent, there has to be some usefulness for someone to keep committing to something. And I think for you, um, specifically, the wow factor of VR is that useful, is usefulness enough for you. But that doesn't necessarily translate to everybody else. That's beautiful. Well said. Yeah, very nicely said. So what do you yep. got to, I mean, unless you have more to add on that, what do you got to say about VR for fitness? Uh, well, I don't know if everybody in chat knows what Supernatural is, and I play Supernatural a ton, so maybe I'll just give a quick background on it. So Supernatural is really similar to Beat Saber in that you're, um, that there's like two different colored orbs, and then you have to hit them in a certain direction. So similar mechanics, but... The way you play it is a little bit different because Supernatural, all the orbs are, or all the blocks, not the orbs, are really close to each other. So you're mostly using your wrist and your forearms. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people know that feeling of your wrist falling apart. Uh, but then when you play Supernatural, it's far apart using full body. Core should hurt. Um, so I, I'm, I'm explaining the difference between the two because I get from so many people that say, Supernatural is the same thing as Beat Saber. And I'm like, no, it's not. I play both of them a lot. And I know that they're very, very different. Yeah, that's almost like saying dancing is the same thing as aerobics. You know, like it's yeah. not. Like it really, the, the intention is everything. And Beat Saber, yeah. while you can get a great workout playing it, it wasn't made so you can get a great workout. It was made to be a great fucking game, which it is. Yeah. You know, so it's a great game. And sure, it's a, it's a workout, but Supernatural was made to be a workout that was the yeah. intention yeah it really gets you it gets you moving in all different kinds of ways you're swinging around those those sabers right but you're also ducking and weaving and you're moving in, in different ways <laughs> right yeah and and you have a coach that's yelling you know mm -hmm. i mean nicely you know trying to motivate you to to work harder and push harder and do better um which is something you don't have in beat saber right can i so. say though i i wish it i don't know maybe it is but when i when i tried supernatural it mm -hmm. was not an option to not have the coach in your ear and it, I found it to be a little, I don't want to say obnoxious, but I can't think of a better word. Like yeah. I want, I didn't want it. Like I was present. I was focused. 
I was trying really hard and I didn't mm. need anybody saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I, but I, you know, I yeah. guess I did find myself taking them up on some of like the point, like, okay, and remember to engage your core. And I'm like, fine. <sighs> you know, so I guess, I guess <laughs> and, it and is that's beneficial. one of the things that's good, right? Because when you, when you pop in, you know, you pop in a workout video, is that even a thing anymore? Do people pop th- in videos uh, anymore? YouTube, bro. I don't know. YouTube. So when you, <laughs> yeah, when my you wife put does in the VCR YouTube. tape, right? No, but when you, <laughs> I when think you it's do... just Chloe Ting now. Yeah. <laughs> right but like you know that you can't you don't have the option during the workout to have the coach like not say anything but but in an immersive technology like this it would be really nice to have an option to get rid of that person's ear right because yeah. sometimes you just want to get in the zone mm-hmm. and you just want to do it and you want to go hard and you don't want someone telling you what to do and trying you know i get it that can be a little bit annoying but um for me someone like me i think i need that i need someone yeah. going all right do this because i'm like just trying to get through it and i sometimes i forget that i really gotta like put more into it and like yeah. you know you know use your core and things like that because you know sometimes i think of it too much from a gaming perspective and i'm just trying Super to natural yeah. too does a really good job of incentivizing you to swing hard like in beat yeah. saber like Ooh. i can just very like s- like I can really start to like soften up and relax if I need to, uh, mm-hmm. but in supernatural, it's like no, swing harder, swing harder. Like you're not you're not getting the cuts if you're not swinging that thing. Yeah, but also there's a power rating. So right. if you don't swing hard, you don't get the power rating. The other thing with supernatural is I think I saw Z Storm saying that he didn't realize that the two games were that different. Um, other thing about supernatural is that there's like triangles, so you have to either squat or lunge underneath the triangle. So it does work out your legs. And I don't know if you guys have seen, I'm, I'm positive you've all seen the memes about Beat Saber where everyone's like, uh, this is a Beat Saber player and they're all like super top heavy. And then they show a meme of a pistol player and their legs are like jacked. <laughs> Man, so I love pistol whip. A little bit more balanced. <laughs> I love pistol whip, but yeah, it is. That is a leg workout game. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, sure. super, I think Supernatural is really awesome. The only reason that I don't have it and use it is because there's a monthly subscription. And Same. I think that that's the primary deterrent for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the target demographic is definitely that, like, like maybe not hardcore gamer, not tech person, like really focused on using that as a workout device and replacing their gym membership. Like that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's like a gym membership mm-hmm. replacement. So the money that mm-hmm. you would have been spending going to the gym, you now spend on your supernatural subscription, save money. You're at home. You're using VR. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for me, it's been a money saver because gym memberships are really expensive. So yeah. I like it. They are. And that's the ultimate waste of money for me. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> Dude, I am not a gym person myself. If I'm working it. out, I'm going it. to a park. And I, I yeah. did Kung Fu training and like, I learned how to do everything outside, Ooh. like calisthenically, you know, like use a tree, use a rock. Like you don't need weights and machines. Yeah. And stuff. When I'm doing something, it has to, there has to be intention there. Right. Like I can't, I can't go to a machine and have the goal be to work the machine to get, you know, like I need to go out and do something. I want to go out and ride my bicycle. Like right. I want to go up, you know, go down some paths and ride up some hills and shit. Like oh, I don't want dude. to. So we're kind of getting yeah. to something here, I think, because VR is super immersive, right? And mm-hmm. when you put a VR headset on, time almost moves by a lot faster. You know, like you'll lose 20 minutes just loading in loading screens if you're not careful in VR, you know? And it'll it'll fly by pretty quick. Um, you know, when I do the Kung Fu training, which admittedly has been a minute, but when I do it, um, there's an intention setting that happens first. First, you sit down and you clear your mind. You meditate for five minutes and like get rid of everything. And then you stand up and you put intention into your practice. Well, you're not necessarily praying when you play Supernatural, but you are putting a headset on and like 
like wiping the slate, you know, like all of that like stuff that was going comes to a screeching halt when you put the headset on and you look around and you see just an environment, you know, and now mm -hmm. you're somewhere else. You've created space for this. You know, if you don't create space for yourself to do the growth, it becomes extremely difficult. You feel mm -hmm. like you don't want to do this. Oh, this sucks. I hate doing this thing, whatever. But if you say, nope, clearing my mind, clearing the space, let's get it. That is what really makes an awesome workout happen. And I think that's what VR can really help do is you put yeah. the headset on, you are now transported, your mind is cleared, you've created space for you to do that growth. Yeah, and if you can trick me into doing something fun and at the same time it's moving my body and really getting me a good workout, then I'm all for it. You know, I just gotta get I gotta get past that monthly subscription fee thing. Yeah. yeah. Personally. Yeah. Well so there's definitely other games that you can do that are a good workout that don't have a subscription. So mm -hmm. And I do try to use those. Like I said, I, I love playing Pistol Whip. You know, um, I love Synth Riders a lot too. I've, I have this newfound passion for Synth Riders. Nice. Um, I love you know, Synth Riders. Yeah, so good. it's so good, right? Like I, I, I played that game for a little bit and then, and then I kind of put it down for a minute. And then we had mm -hmm. um, the, the Val episode, the, the, VR, the VR Athletics yeah. League, and we had Synth Riders on. And, um, and they showed some cool stuff. And then directly after that, uh, me and Alex are also a part of this show called the VR Chat Show. It has nothing to do with VR Chat, but it is in <laughs> Rec Room. And they create these really cool environments from within a game. And then they bring the developers in and interview them from within a level in their game. And it's super cool. Go check it out. Um, if, if you're not subscribed, go check that out. It's really fun. But we did, we had an episode in there with synth writers and, and man, just looking around that environment and hearing them talk about the experiences they created, I got back into it. And ever since I've been playing it, um, and some of those, some of those experiences are moving, man. Yeah. Like they did, they did one with Muse that was just freaking oh, killer. That was so beautiful. Yeah, it was so good. I played good. that probably 10 times straight. I was, I didn't want it to end. Yeah, I've it's been, really good. I've been saving it because I want to do some MR of that, bro. Oh, let's do it. I so want to do some MR of that. Let's do it. Really let's should. do that. And there's a, there's a great experience with the offspring, which I really liked. It's, it's a little bit, it wasn't as lovey dovey as the muse one. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of skulls and cool things happening like mm -hmm. that. Um, I have not yet though, tried the spiral mode. They did come out, uh, with another, with another mode called spiral mode, um, which I hear is really, really cool. Oh, it's like kind of like a 360, right? You like kind of, but, I, but you like lean your body in order to control, um, to keep yourself on path oh. on the, on the spiral. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And, um, yeah, I, I am definitely going to be getting into that this weekend. Sweet. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, dude, VR for fitness. It's definitely no joke. Um, my hard, the most hardcore ex fitness I've ever experienced in VR was multiplayer PVP with a friend in Creed on PSVR. Ooh, Creed Holy is nasty. shit. I've told the story before and I'll tell it again. I had blisters, huge blisters, like like quarter size blisters underneath my big toes because I was gripping the tile of my living room so hard and sticking and moving while wow. boxing. Huge, wow. huge blisters under my feet. That's kind of gross. Absolutely <laughs> annihilated me. It was so, so intense. But I well, think, that I is think, a hell of a game, though, isn't I it? I think it's because I was against a, a real person, yeah. like the other homie there, and I'm trying to bring him down, and you really dig deep for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the way to play that game is multiplayer, totally. I think. I think, and you know, if you do want to get uh, some better fitness out of that game, uh, play it on the Quest, yeah, right? If you're yeah, going to yeah. play single player, you can turn off the artificial um, fatigue. Uh, fatigue 
right? Because in the game, your character gets fatigued, and then you're, you know, you when you throw a punch, it doesn't necessarily yeah, throw whack. at the same time, you know, right? But but you can turn that off on the workout mode on the quest, and you can really really get a good workout. And I I have uh, dove back into that as well a little bit. So, what else did you uh, yeah. want to get into? So there's some, there have been some things happening. Uh, there's been, you know, one thing I don't, I don't want to kind of go down the negative route, but there's something happened that really, really bothered me this week. And, and it didn't even happen this week. It happened all the way in, um, in 2018, but it's so relevant to what, to what's going on right now, because we just had Facebook connect or connect or made a connect or whatever it is, right? You guys are with me on that, right? But we, um, uh, let me turn off Supernatural here. So, so there is this quote from Jason Rubin. Jason Rubin is the head of play. He's the VP, the vice president of games at Oculus. It's a big deal, right? And he came out and he uh, was talking about the metaverse in a letter to Facebook. And that letter, and in in that letter, he says, "Let's not build the metaverse with the plan to help other platforms accumulate and retain consumers." He said. Let's build the metaverse to keep them from being in the VR business in a meaningful way at all. What a disgusting thing to say. In other words, 2018? he said that in 2018 because they've obviously been working on this metaverse thing for quite some time, right? Um, it didn't just pop up overnight, but he said this in 2018 and obviously ever since, you know, he's, he said like, Oh, we decided not to go that route. Well, of course you're going to say that. What are you going to say? Oh, yep. That's right. Yep. And I stand by it. (laughs) Right. Right. He got caught with his pants down saying something disgusting. Right. And now, and now he's trying to backpedal on it, which is super gross. And that really, really bums me out because, because this is like, and this is, this is one of the reasons why people have been so, so, um, just pulling back on the whole Facebook thing, trying to, you know, help create the metaverse because every, you know, they, they talk about it being open and they talk about it being like this collaborative thing with people, but then you get a behind the scenes look of what these people are really thinking and what they really want to do. And they want to monopolize this and they want to, they want it all to be on them. They want to take a cut of everything. They want it to be the the meta metaverse well and i mean i don't think this is any surprise to anybody who has been like actually following facebook and oculus and this whole this whole story because they have continuously proven that what they say and what they do are two completely different things so at this point anything anybody says is complete lip service and if he says oh yeah no we're doing like what we but we know this take it all with a grain of salt but we know this stuff because we are always watching what they're doing and we're always looking and because we're so involved in vr right but the normal person doesn't give a crap what's going on they're not like following facebook you know they just know about facebook and they know about some of the things they're working on but they don't they don't they're not in it, you know what I mean? And so stuff like this flies under the radar for a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's a big deal. It's a big deal to show intention here. This is the intention right. of, the, of this guy right. and what he wants to accomplish. And it's it's really messed up and it really makes me sad, man. Well, and it I'm, really does. I'm still so pissed about the whole like them hijacking the metaverse thing you know like them realizing that no one owns the term so they just change their name to meta and they buy out another company whose stock um Mm -hmm. acronym was vrse meta vrse so they bought out another company so they could get their like stock acronym. so that way it's meta and verse and um 
now a company has come forward in the past couple of days yeah. that's called the Meta Company, who is basically talking about how Facebook reached out to them and tried to buy them out, tried to buy the name, tried to do this, tried to do that, and they were like, nope, 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 screw you, screw you, screw you, said no, 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 and... Uh, they took it anyway, They huh? just Yeah, they just did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, because money talks, and let's be real here, they're not going to go back on this. After that presentation, they're not going to do it. They're going to just throw money nope. at this problem until it gets fixed that way, yep. which, is, which is sad. But to, you know, either way, to hear something like this being said uh, behind the scenes, and, you know, and now it's, it's out there, and, you know, so no, really no people know what these people really want. I mean, and it's, let's be real. It's not just Facebook. This is the way a lot of corporations think. You know what I mean? I don't know that any other company would necessarily try to do this any better. Right. So, you know, we just have to be careful and we have to, we have to make our voices heard, right? And we have to go out there and, 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 and not ignore things like this. Are you, uh, you know I mean? interested in weighing in on this, Jasmine? In, in general, I try not to involve myself in these types of conversations. Um, I think there's enough talk about it and yeah. That's cool. So no <laughs> answer to that no. question. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know. Either I'm, way, I, I, just, I wanted to throw it out there just for our viewers to, to see, right? Because, you know, it's in the news right now. Uh, I got, there is a link to the article. Uh, one of the many articles that, that talks about this, the one I linked in the description below is uh, CNBC, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's down there if you want to read the Did you the whole see thing. the image so. of the, the MetaQuest box or whatever? Oh, I did, yes. Let's, uh, let's bring that up. So these guys are also, they're rebranding now, right now. It's actually right, right behind Alex there. Um, you can now see that, that they have started rebranding to MetaQuest 2. And this is from... Um, this is from uh, a Disneyland ex or a Disney World experience um, um, that's coming. There was a, an article um, that Oculus wrote, and within that article, uh, there is the uh, new branding. So it's you know it's uh, coming already. So so be aware of that. Here, let me pop up the that. Meta Quest Two. Yep. Am yep. I am I gonna get used to saying Meta? Yeah, you will eventually. We get used to all this stuff eventually. We no one ever thought we'd get used to you know, associating Facebook with virtual reality, but we did, you know what I mean? Yeah. Meta's not even that bad of a name. It's just, you know, personally, I, I think it's just the association with, with, um, you know, trying to hijack what Meta is, yeah, and, exactly. you know, yeah. So, but anyway, well, so it's, so, the rebranding has started, you know, but, and you know, there's a reason why we own Quest, right? Like we mm -hmm. obviously have reservations about the way that this is all being handled, you know, big, huge corporation who doesn't, really uh, care to keep things open and free for everybody kind of getting involved. But at the same time, it is amazing to have somebody with the resources required to push VR yeah, in, sure. in front of people. And they're able to do stuff like this blade and sorcery announcement. Like I often talk about like VR game marketing and how I personally feel that a lot of developers show their cards way, 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 way too soon. Because by the time a game mm -hmm. actually comes out, I've seen so many clips that I feel like I've practically played the game and the <laughs> hype has died down. You know, like it needs yeah. to be like, here's the announcement, here's the game. And that is exactly what happened with this Blade and Sorcery Nomad. They were like, guess what, everybody? Blade and Sorcery is coming out for the Quest standalone. We're all like, holy shit. Two days later, there it is yeah. on the store. Yeah. Like, whoa. Like they capitalized on the hype. Everyone's yep. talking about it. And then it comes out. And that is how you release a game, people. Yeah, I agree, man. And and it's crazy, too, because this is a small team. 
Right, this is a small team. Uh, the, the, the developer's name is Warpfrog, and they have been, they've been developing and working to make Blade and Sorcery amazing since the very beginning. This game, this game has been out on the PC for a very long time. When this game came out on the PC, there was a little bit of jank, there was some performance issues. Now it runs butter smooth. It's really, really good. The Quest version has a little bit of performance issues sometimes, depending on what you're doing, how many people are on the map, things like that. Mm -hmm. But like, for the most part, it runs really well. I mean, I was blown away by this. I, I was like, wow, you're gonna get like, like 90% of this like mm -hmm. of the PC experience on your standalone quest. Like, I mean, full blown murder simulation at its finest here with blade and sorcery. You know, you get all the, the spells and all the different weapons you can spawn in. Um, I was kind of hoping that, that they would release this with the dungeon um, yeah, thing, yeah. you know, because I think that just came out on PC and I am dying to try that, but I was, I was more focused on the quest um, uh, release. But uh, for the most part, man, I mean, this is really, really good mm -hmm. so yeah i've never played this game i've heard a lot about it and i'm definitely playing it this weekend but can someone catch me up what's the tldr so if it's you a sandbox. are it is it's a sandbox thing there isn't a story at the moment but there is one being written there's a whole dungeon campaign that is happening right now on the pc but right now this is about realism this is about fighting with swords sword fighting and melee combat Right. This is about uh, there. There are some bow and arrows and some things like that. But in this game, you can spawn in a million different kinds of swords, hatchets, um, staffs, all kinds of things, and then you bring in um, NPCs and you fight or victims. Really? Yeah, victims. Yeah, you bring in the that victims. That sounds really fun. Yeah, and then you fight, man. I'll you can like this grab people by the face and like yeah. beat them up and it's throw the freedom. them off cliffs. And yeah. it's the freedom. Yeah. It, it puts you in a room with a lot of fun toys and some people to kill, and you mm -hmm. you just get creative. And there's a lot of expression in the way you kill, which is really funny <laughs> to say. But yeah. there is. You can like do three sixties and cut off their heads, and then you know put like four heads in a row on a pike and then kill somebody with that. Like you can like swing yeah. around, kick people. It supports full body, which is one of the reasons why people love it. Yeah. Um, on the PC it does. Yeah. Yep. And it's just mm -hmm. been a staple. Like it was like the first really good, um, like physics based melee combat sim to hit VR. So it has that name recognition. And there have been a couple of games to come out on like SideQuest and App Lab that attempt to recreate the Blade and Sorcery formula. Mm -hmm. And even if they do it just as good or better, they will still have to go up against the recognition yeah. that Blade and Sorcery yeah. has. Like everyone has well, heard of this. That's that's the thing is like people like people try, but Warp Frog has really done an amazing job with this title because you can you know, it has a lot to do with the sorcery as well. Did they make and the how... original one, Warp Frog? They, did they make Blade and Sorcery on yeah. the PC? Mm -hmm. So the same developer, they didn't yeah. like bring anybody else. Yeah, I know. It's the same small, tiny, couple-person uh, development studio, which is wild because they did such a damn good job, right? But in this game, one of the cool things is you can you can like summon fireballs and ice balls and, and, and electricity, and you can do all this stuff, but you can also like you can also like pull out your your sword. And, you know, you can you can grab a fireball and you can heat up the steel on the sword and the sword will kind of catch on yeah. fire and it'll glow red. And then you can use that, like, and as you stab people, you can kind of see the heat transfer to their body. I mean, the things they did and the attention to detail that these guys um, really have put into this is kind of unparalleled to anyone else attempting to make something like this. Mm -hmm.
you know. Yeah, it's gonna. So be I guess, Gabe, you're a fan. I am. <laughs> I, I am. I really, I really just do in, like just this. Just in passing. <laughs> I do. I do. But this game has, you know, I I mentioned this on on last week's show. This game has given me. This game has given me some really serious feelings in VR. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I remember murdering someone in this game uh, on the PC and having to take my headset off and having a moment of panic and anxiety mm-hmm. that I just did something very wrong. It was very realistic and very moving and it really, it messed with my brain a little bit. There's a viral you know? TikTok featuring this video where it says like, I think I married a psychopath or something like that. And she comes down oh, to the yeah, basement I've and she sees that. him like slamming his head, like <laughs> slamming the head over and over again. That's what Blade and Sorcery allows you uh, to do. You can just murder. absolutely be totally visceral and brutal uh, or not, or you can be very finesseful. And, uh, yeah, and you can learn how to sword fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? These NPCs will, will, will legit sword fight you. You know, you can grab a shield and a big sword or a two-handed you know, Excalibur sword or however you want to go at it, man. And you can really, you can really do it up. You can get creative. You can like grab onto these zip lines with your hatchets and kind of go, go soaring through the map and let go and, you know, land on someone's head and like, just do absolutely insane things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so much fun. It really is. And, yeah. and I this think will be a, popular one, a lot of this. Can I uh, make a comment on, yeah, on this? Absolutely. So I don't want to take away from like bladed sorcery because I do think it, you know, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure that it has a lot of great things about it. But we talked about Pistol Whip earlier, and then now we're talking about Blade and Sorcery with, like, the fighting styles and techniques. And I will say, when I, like, the, it took me a while to even get used to Pistol Whip because the thought of having to, like, shoot and also be shot at, which is a weird thing because I am a gamer, but I guess I'm very highly empathetic. So for me, mm. these type of games, I really have to desensitize myself over time in order to be able to even play them and not feel something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to talk about how I don't think there's enough experiences yet at the moment that, you know, that isn't so heavily focused on like violence. Yeah, we yeah, talk about absolutely. That. We talk about that some, uh, from time to time here yeah. because when um, you know, when like last week when we had uh, the the guys from Virginia Philosophy Labs on the show, we were talking about morality, you know, and it's like a lot of the games that we play are simulators of things that we are very bad, are violent, you know, mm-hmm. are murder simulators, or shooting people, and or fights and stuff like that, and you know. One thing that I find interesting, and I'm sure, um, Jasmine, you can relate to this, is like I was talking about Creed, for example. When you go into Creed for the first time and you go toe-to-toe with one of these guys, they're like big, like mm-hmm. huge and stacked and scary looking. And they're getting in your face, you know, and it triggers the fight or flight a little bit, you know, like especially when you're like the presence is really felt by the avatar, you know, and um, I can imagine that if you've mm. never been in a physical confrontation ever, and then you go into like a boxing game in VR, that you could be breaking through some real barriers. Like it could actually make you more comfortable over time with being in that space because you are now you see an opponent across from you and you understand the intention here is to do battle. You know, like you get into that headspace a little bit in a way that you've never been before. And I think that that actually could translate and make someone maybe more comfortable kind of going toe to toe with somebody. Obviously it wouldn't make you a better fighter. Like maybe someone that, that, that was in a bar that might have walked away from a confrontation if it were to come up, maybe now they're a little bit more confident. Yeah. Something like that. What do you think? Jasmine? 
My thoughts is, man, I also haven't played Creed before, but the thought of someone coming in my face and trying to intimidate me, like, I don't know, that just doesn't sound that fun to me, like something I would want to do in my free time. Um, if someone in real life were to come up to me and try to threaten me, I would actually just walk away. Like, I have, um, I, I am not a aggressive type of person. Right. Um, but for me, I, okay, so one of someone, okay, one of my Twitch moderators, I finally, finally convinced her to get a VR headset after like about a year of trying to convince her. And she just kept asking me if there's a game where she can make, like, build a house and invite people over. And I was like, I, I don't know of any that are super easy to do like that because I also would like that. I just want some, I don't know, some fun things, some cute things. Well, for her, I think soon here, we're going to be getting um, Oculus Homes again on the Oculus Quest, right? So for a long time, if you remember on the Rift, right, you could you could uh, take your home environment and you could completely customize it and change the flooring and put down carpets and different kinds of chairs and hang things on the walls and different awards that you get in games. And you can really customize that space and make it amazing. And then you can invite your friends over, yeah. right? And you can hang out and you can watch videos together and you can do all kinds of cool stuff. Well, that's something that uh, Quest owners have really wanted to do for, for a while and, and, um, and for good reason because it's freaking awesome, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it brings that social interaction to, to a new level. That, that person that uh, I got into VR, uh, when we joined a party together, they're like, why can't I see you here? Right. You know, because, I mean, it's virtual yeah. reality, right? You expect to be able to be in a... In, that's such in, a good point. Yeah. So I, it I feel really like this unusual. Is, it is. It is. It's weird that you can't see that person. Right. But this is something that they're building. This is something that should be coming very soon from what mm -hmm. they said. You know, so so we'll see, because that is a big deal. Being right. able to bring someone into your space. Well, and you know, a lot of games are just like ob like uh, games, period, are always objective based. And sometimes mm -hmm. the pressure to achieve that objective is a lot stronger than in other games. Like even Beat Saber, which I argue is one of the most approachable games ever. I, if, if someone's first time, I absolutely put it on no fail because I don't want them to feel this pressure of having to perform or perform well. I think people often get discouraged because they don't want to do well or they don't want to do poorly, you know, or they mm -hmm. watch me shred and then like, oh, no, I can't do that. So, no, you know, like it's like they get self-conscious about their performance. Um, and I also do want to recommend Raccoon Lagoon for your friend. So good. Like, mm, yep. So good. Yep. I love Raccoon Lagoon. It's like Animal Crossing in VR play it it's, really yeah, okay it's, so I'm gonna add that to my list it's, it's, i was actually gonna say i was i was waiting for a game that's like animal crossing or for any og um mmorpg people like maple story yeah yeah, <sighs> yeah. You, you and, and then it. what's yeah. the other one uh, curious tale of the stolen pets as that well really good right now too. you can't like create houses and stuff in that but it it's is not social either right yeah but that's true too Lagoon, you can visit each other on each other's islands and you can like uh like go farm together and like decorate it's it's good that sounds really good yeah, yeah. so let, let me um let me shift the the question a little bit right so like right now we're talking about like gaming you know and like you mentioned you know being in a in a confrontation in vr doesn't sound like a fun thing to do so you're not going to do it which i totally understand i don't want to spend my free time stressing out but what if you did it with the intention of you know finding a way to become more comfortable in that space or maybe not you but like uh police training or something like that right where like mm -hmm. you put them into a violent scenario which of course no one wants to be in but i think that that is a real uh opportunity i think vr really can help people get comfortable occupying that space of confrontation 
with a, a VR avatar or whatever, and it could easily translate into the real world behaviors of them being like, okay, I've seen something similar to this. I know something similar to this and like makes dealing with that scenario perhaps arguably easier. Yeah, and I would take that to like a higher viewpoint too, rather than just, you know, confrontations for training. I've heard of people using VR to help them overcome stage fright and be able to be better at public speaking. I, okay, and I don't know if you guys have played Dance Central. I played it and at first it's a really weird game because you're dancing in a club with, I don't know, some trainers or dancers that you meet. Um, but you have to dance in the middle of the dance floor and, uh, and like the better that you do, all the people that are dancing around you start watching you. And I know they're just avatars, but the thought of people watching, like all watching me dance in the middle of the dance floor really froze me up. It was so intimidating. Um, but then I got more comfortable and it's just, it's a very weird psychological thing, but I definitely think that, you know, things in VR can help people overcome a lot of, uh, obstacles and things that they want to get better at in the real world. I agree. I think so too. So back in the day, uh, there was Rock Band that came out for um, for the Oculus Rift um, platform exclusively, right? And you could grab your plastic guitar and you put this little adapter thing on there and you put the controller on it. And then you stood up on a stage in front of all these NPCs looking at you. And if you did good, they cheered for you and they're like, Ooh right but if you were doing bad they booed you and stuff like that and it was really you know give you a little bit of anxiety it was really like standing up there on stage and it was it was kind of freaky so i totally get that um and yeah it is it i think it could kind of you know kind of translate a little bit to real life because you know you, you think in your brain like okay i've done something like this before right but um well so, yeah. it's even more interesting like right now we're talking about avatars and i think that is the most interesting part of this thing it's like those aren't even real people mm -hmm. but i think it's no argument that like social awkwardness 100 percent exists in social vr right like oh, if you definitely. like walk into a room you might definitely. be like scared to approach a circle of people talking just like you would in the real world absolutely you know what I mean? yeah, but that's because so you know weird. there's a real person behind those avatars right. yet right. what we're talking about you are well aware that there's nobody on that dance floor with you but yeah. an avatar turning and looking at you is enough to create a, 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 a physiological reaction <laughs> a discomfort a physiological Insecure, reaction insecurity yeah mm -hmm. it's insane and i like that you brought up the social thing the social platforms things like vr chat and neos they can really uh you know you walk up to a group of people everyone's conversating you have that sense of presence you feel like you're really there and you know those people are real people so when you walk up to that search that that circle you do have that kind of same social anxiety of mm -hmm. of kind of butting into a conversation and feeling right it is but at the same time i hear so many amazing stories from people in these social environments that say because of vr chat yeah. because of neos they can now go out and they can speak with people and they don't have the same social anxiety that they once had Dude. because they're spending all of these hours in there and now they can conversate with people face to face as well. I've seen some crazy posts. Warms my heart. I've mm -hmm. seen some posts would be like, hey, everybody, how many else out there um, realized they were gay after using VR chat? Really? And it's a and thing. like finding themselves inside yes. of their sexuality. Yes, and there, they're, are they're there are it's plenty wild. of people who have discovered their sexuality or parts of their sexuality that they didn't know existed by going into social VR, meeting people, engaging in new ways, and discovering parts of themselves that they realized they enjoyed. Wow, that's amazing. It is amazing. And it's not just yeah. one or two. Yeah. Uh, there's like a yeah. community. Like there's tons of people who get into this and 
start expressing themselves in all of these new ways that they never well, had access to you know, to you learn a lot about yourself when you go out there and you conversate and you talk with other people and you hear other people's viewpoints and then you find about, find things about yourself um, that, that maybe you didn't know before, the things that, you know, feelings that you have about certain situations that you've, you've just never thought about, right? So it's interesting to go into these platforms and talk to people and get all of these different viewpoints and, and kind of learn about yourself as much as you do about learning about other people and how to act in social situations. Right. You know what, you know, what comes to mind and this is something I'm glad we got around to is this Oculus ad that circulated this week that a lot of people responded with, Oh, what a funny ad. But I actually had some mixed feelings about it and, and I apologize. We don't have it ready here. What, um, what is the ad? Maybe well, the ad it. is the newest Oculus ad and it shows two guys who become friends playing VR who don't realize that they're actually oh, yeah. next door neighbors. Mm -hmm. And it shows cool. all of their real life engagements and they're very standoffish and like not interested in getting to know each other at all. But then they go home and put on the headsets and like all of the walls are down, right? And now they're able to connect and, and do what they both mutually enjoy. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's so funny. Ha ha, they don't know each other. But like, it got me thinking, you know, it was like, wait a second, like, why are we so standoffish in the real world? And why is it that when we put on VR headsets, we all of a sudden feel like the barriers have been pulled down, especially when we're talking about how the energies don't give a shit if you're in VR. They don't give a shit if you're in VR or not. You are awkward when you walk up to that circle in the same way that you would be in the real world. So if those energies exist in both realities, why is this reality one where we choose to not engage and choose to not be friends and choose to not give a shit about each other, but then we go home and put on a VR headset and now this is the only place where we can get authentic connection with each other? You know, like that's, Interesting. it got yeah. me feeling a little weird that about it? that. Yeah, this is it. Okay. It got me feeling a little bit weird. Huh. I have a point to make about that. Yeah. Um, usually if you're in real life situations and someone comes up to you, you usually think that they need or want something from you. There's no reason, like there's, it's rare that someone will just come up to you, a stranger in public for no reason, unless they needed something from you or mm -hmm. was asking something of you. Whereas we're, when we're in VR, we already know that we're there to have fun and we're pretty sure that other people that are also in VR are there to have fun. So that breaks down the barriers because we're not thinking that someone's expecting or needing or wanting something out of us. We're all just there for the mutual understanding of we just want to have a good time and right. relax. Right. And, uh, you know, I can definitely appreciate that. But these guys are neighbors. Like, they literally live next to each other. You know That's what I so mean? That's so funny. I've never seen this <laughs> ad before. I don't know how I missed this. Yeah. So this is interesting. Yeah. So, and, you know, um, and I think that you make a good point. You know, it's like these guys don't know what the intentions are of the other guy when they meet on the elevator. But you do know the intentions of the guy in the Pop 1 lobby when you grew up with him. He's intending to win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so are yeah. you. You know? <laughs> like, so let's mm -hmm. go. Um, but I think, I thought, to me, this, like... I don't know. It's just like my like a weird little red flag went up and it was like, wait a second. Like, I feel like we should still be capable of connecting in the real world, too. You mm -hmm. know, like, let's yeah. not like shift our ability to be friends into virtual reality, please. You know, like, can we still be friends mm -hmm. in the real world as well? You know, like it, yeah. this kind of just gave me some some mixed feelings. And, you know, maybe it wasn't supposed to, but it did get me thinking. Yeah, really I do cool. think it's sad that in the real world, we don't have as much openness as we do in VR. But like we just talked about, maybe, you know, being able to have these kind of interactions in VR will also translate into the real world in the future. Just like, you know, we all those hope. experiences that we're having in VR are letting us um, change ourselves in the real world. So that's a good point. And I think it probably will. Right. Like those people who discover their sexuality by going into social VR after, you know, a while. 
then they discover that that translates, you know, like, I'm, I mean, maybe not, I don't know, but I imagine that those people would find a newfound confidence to express themselves in their human form. I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. I hear that a lot. I mean, in their human yeah. form. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're still you regardless term. of whether or not you're an avatar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this Wait, is true. Can I, can I make a quick point? I You're was always. playing VR chat. Uh, I don't remember with who, but I put on this avatar and it was like a super fabulous avatar with like stiletto long nails, like just stunning. And every time I looked at my hands, I was like, mm, mm, maybe mm -hmm. I should get long nails in real life. I don't know. But talking about how VR allows you to express yourself more. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you'll see me rocking long, 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 long nails in the future. <laughs> mm -hmm. I did a hundred percent. And I mean, technology and like gaming, I think are, are simulation as a whole really provides that, you know, VR being so immersive, being so captivating, I think is like an accelerated road, you know, like you quickly start to get to those kinds of things. It took me a year of playing animal crossing on 3ds and, and decorating my house in animal crossing on 3ds before I looked up at my walls in my apartment. And I was like, wait a second. I don't decorate in here, you know, like I'm spending hours decorating and in, in like caring about what's on my walls in animal crossing, but all of my walls in my real world are bare. What the fuck? And I started it's a little decorating cheaper to and, do an animal crossing. Very, sure. But it was about the expression, not about the money before I found yeah. no expression in putting stuff on my walls. But after playing animal crossing, I was like, you know mm. what? like, let's mix this shit up. Like, let's put some stuff on you the know, wall. That's so funny because that's I've, I I've felt that. very similar about, about the time I've spent in Neos creating some stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, I've put so much time into creating this world that I enjoy to be in. And I have put very little effort into my actual place. Mm -hmm. And then I actually went and I hung some stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. and, so, yeah. And that's what we're talking about here. It's unlocking these like blatant expressions, you know, because really if, if, if you ask me, that's what life is all about. Like that is why we are here. We're here for the expression of being human, of moving, of you dance because you're expressing yourself. Like that's why people dance, you know, like it's expression mm -hmm. and maybe they can get hired as a dancer, but the intention should be to express yourself. So we're finding new ways to express ourselves using this technology. And as the more immersive it gets, the quicker we can find out who we are. I think that's a message that needs to be perpetuated more. I mean, before we had this conversation, I never really thought about it. I've experienced it. I didn't think about it actively. But now that I'm thinking about it actively, if we were to introduce this technology to somebody that's not in, into VR and maybe tell them that this is a way that you can learn more about yourself and also figure out who you are and how to express yourself more, that's a pretty interesting, you know, proposition, you know, and I, I think we can help do that, you know, because right now, like, I think that's kind of the idea that HTC has with the flow, right? Like they want you to be able to use that device to like be a, a good spiritual human or some shit, you know, but like <laughs> they just advertise it as, Oh, you can meditate. Oh, you can do yoga. And they assume that everyone knows yoga and meditation equals spiritual wellness you know or, or or mental and emotional wellness if you want to call it that mm -hmm. um but not everyone really understands what the intention of yoga and meditation is like there's a lot of like you know hot chicks out there who do yoga every day and their intention is to stay hot you know and they do the yoga in front of the mirror with all the people and they pay 100 bucks for the class and you know like that's why they do yoga but yoga for a lot of people is that connection is that spiritual exercise it's that mind heart and body 
practice. Mm -hmm. um, so we might need to kind of like stop giving people the benefit of the doubt a little bit and mm -hmm. like start at square one and be like, you can discover things about yourself. Just like you said, Jasmine, like start there and then introduce the idea of meditation and yoga and be like this. These are conduits like this is how you've used these things to keep that going. So this is it's like at the core of like what I'm trying to do with my YouTube channel. This is it is like you're trying to go simpler and simpler and simpler until I can hit more people. Because right now, when we talk about VR technology, I think we're so immersed in it and we're so we've been in the space for so long that it's hard for us to relate to people that aren't or it's hard for us to know how to simplify what we experience to people who just aren't in the space. So I'm constantly trying to figure out, like, how do I make things simpler and more accessible to more people so that they can relate better? Yeah, you're right. You know, me and you have had conversations and we actually did a um, uh, an interview on your show um, from within Neos. And, you know, you, you asking me how how do you explain this to people and how do you and I find it is very difficult to express what VR is to somebody, let alone something like Neos. Right. So that's that is a very uh, that's a very interesting conversation because like I know so much about VR, I always just assume that everyone else does too, in in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. so, so yeah, that's an interesting uh, thought. My favorite way to try to explain to someone what it feels like to be in VR is to say, like, you put a, a movie or a, or a video game on the TV and then walk up to the TV and step into it. Oh, that's a good. And way now you're inside of it. Like, that's what exactly what it feels like. It's like stepping into your TV and being able to look around and being placed inside that world. Like a portal that's pretty good that's pretty good so you know what it. i'm what i'm waiting on i know we talked about vr for gaming and fitness and we talked about vr for um helping people overcome things in the real world but what i'm really really waiting on is for someone to do something in vr that's exactly like the magic school bus i freaking love that show growing up mm -hmm. and i want to go <laughs> on all these like little explorations with my my field trip friends and learn about i don't know go inside someone like the human body and learn about things oh, it's gonna be so good once vr education comes out it's just going to be so, so fun. And as someone that's like a very visual learner, I just see so much value in this for a lot of, um, a lot of people that are also like me. That's absolutely in development right now, right? Like someone, it is. someone's so, making it. It is. So, so, so I work, I work with Vertigo and I work with Springboard and we do, a, we have a lot of educational experiences and we have a lot of universities and schools and libraries that are, that are using and bringing in VR um, and bringing in these platforms in order to educate people, mm -hmm. right? And, and to show them things in new ways because we remember things differently when, we, when we're engrossed inside of something, right? Rather mm -hmm. than reading the words on a page, totally. we can really learn things mm -hmm. in, in a whole new way. And, you know, it's one of the things that I love about social platforms like Neos, right? Is you can do that. You can all hop in a bus together. Like, like uh, Jazz, I think we hopped in a, in a train and actually went through the Black Mesa facility in Half-Life, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there went out and uh, swam around in a cheese river or something, right? We did, we did some stuff like that, like some magic school bus type of things, right? So, I, I mean, we are definitely on that road mm -hmm. and that is definitely happening. You know right the now. thing that always just blows my mind every time I go to like a zoo is the size relativity. 
And that's mm. like the thing, like relativity of size is the thing that VR just fucking nails so, <laughs> so well. Like you can stand oh. next to a blue whale in VR and actually yeah. like conceptualize yeah. the size of it. Like every, like when I was growing up, the way I was conceptualizing the size of a blue whale is they were like, its heart is the size of a Volkswagen bug. That was it. Like that was yeah. the information yeah. I got to imagine how big one of these was. Because, I mean, you can say, oh, it measures up to 60 meters or whatever. But, like, yeah. I don't know, you're young. You don't get it. No. But when you put yeah. a headset on and you see that fucking thing standing next to you and it is that big, yeah. you understand, oh, my God, yeah. that is so huge. Like you really get it. I didn't get it until the until the experience, the blue. Do you remember yeah. the blue, yeah. right? Where where you're, 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 you're kind of under in the ocean there you're standing on like a, a a ship that has sank right and then this blue wheel whale like swims up to you and it looks at you with this giant eye and at that moment i understood and i had the same the same feeling about the solar system right so you can go into there's a free experience um on steam uh called the lab right and it has a bunch of little mini games on it but one of the things you can do is you can go walk around in the solar system and you can hold planets up next to each other and you can kind of like take the su- like take the earth in one hand hold it right up stand right up next to the sun and you can truly see the size difference and i it's mean insane. that i as soon as i experienced that in vr i got it like i understood mm-hmm. more than any book has ever been able to show me any illustration to actually hold the earth while standing next to the sun and then like kind of plop it right in there, right, right into the sun. And have it be accurate. Wow. Like, at, like wow. size, like to scale, yeah. you know, like it's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For me, what really got me to understand size and scale in VR was when I went into Neo's VR with us and stood next to Skiva. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Skiba's a freaking giant. I'm, I'm very short. I'm five foot. I think Skiba said you're six seven. Yeah, six seven. Yeah. Or yeah, uh, just over we, two, just like, two are, meters. Are you? Yeah. Did you get your avatar? Like, what the heck? Um, so I think it's, I don't know. Right now, we're all doing like Zoom calls for work and stuff. Um, but it's pretty, and it's pretty funny to go into VR and then see your height relative to other people's actual. Yep. And you can change your height, obviously, right? I didn't have to represent my actual physical height, but I chose to. Um, so, and it's interesting, and I know you were also representing your height, and I didn't realize that, you know, you weren't that tall either. So, it, it definitely was interesting. So, now, like, like I feel like when we meet in real life, you know, one of these days, it's not going to be like, oh, my God, you're so tall. Oh, my God, you're not. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, we've already been there, done that, you know, through the power of virtual reality. That is amazing. But, yeah. Yeah, I actually... Um, you know, I've brought my daughter in, in some of these experiences to, to see some of these things. I brought her into the solar system, um, thing to show her different planets and, and how they relate to each other and how they actually go around the sun. And you could just see, I mean, man, you could just see the sinking in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in ways that just can't be done any other way in, in my opinion. So, yeah. I mean, this it's awesome, you know, and like, the, sure, the programs, ex- like the apps exist, you know, like that thing's out there, but how many kids are actually getting into it? You right. know, like, right. it's really exciting to see, hopefully, this become more accessible and have more and more opportunities because we all read from a textbook. I imagine that kids are probably on computer. I don't know. What, what do kids learn from these days? Do they still have textbooks? <laughs> I think they still have books and they also have tablets and computers. And yeah, it was like tablets. Tablets. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, the VR headset will be, it has to be a staple, yeah. especially with science. Like, science well, you know, mm-hmm. so there, I've seen a lot of things happening now with especially headsets like the Pico Neo. 
where schools are able to start adopting these things, right? It's very hard for schools to adopt things like the Oculus Quest because kids have to have Facebook accounts and it's not allowed. You know what I mean? You can't force a kid into social media. Right. So now that we have uh, headsets like the Pico Neo that are now available in our region, um, I've been seeing a lot of that adoption and a lot of people that are starting and a lot of schools that are bringing these in in f- like full carts of these headsets, right? So, and they walk into a classroom with a cart of headsets, pass them out, do a lesson. You know what I mean? It's wild. I mean, learning is, is going to be so much different. Dude, we're going to get passed up so fast. I mean, we already have, yeah. but like we're going to get passed up exponentially. Well, good. Evolution. Really soon. Evolution. Yeah, I'm down for it. <laughs> I am so down for it. But we're, like, we're going to be looking like Neanderthals in like another 30, 40 years, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it's gonna the future be is so exciting. Insane. It really is. These new humans will have been born from day one with instantaneous yeah. global information and communication. Yep their whole lives like we i was still going to an encyclopedia to get information when i was a kid you know how much time i lost like i lost yeah. i lost insanely important valuable developmental time looking in a book for some stupid shit while kids today are like boom there it is boom there it is like they're stacking up information so fast yeah. oh my god it's going to be amazing yeah. like the, the kids of tomorrow are going to it's going to be awesome i can't wait to see it yeah yeah it's funny how so, many people think that vr is just for games Right? It's mm-hmm. not. It's so not. This is going to change yes. change everything. Go ahead, Jasmine. So as equally passionate as I am about VR, I'm also very big into like technology and the future as a whole in general. Um, I'm really like I have every single home gadget that you can think of. I'm like, I don't want to clean my house. If I, I can't wait until it's all self-driving cars, so I don't have to drive anywhere. Amen. Um, I've started oh, yeah, seeing yeah. all the little robots that drive, you know, your groceries, your takeout, whatever. I'm like, yes, please. Like, let's not have to do all these things that are taken away from, you know, being able to enjoy our lives. Like all the menial tasks that we don't want to do. Let's just get this on. Let's get to the future. Um, yep. Like imagine yeah. if we had to like, focus on making our lungs pump or our, our like our, our heart pump you know or like all of these like menial like body tasks you know that mm-hmm. like our body automates for us like now we're able to mm-hmm. uh, think and you know be philosophical and and make art and play games and mm-hmm. have conversations and mm-hmm. love and and do all that stuff because we don't have to worry about <laughs> yeah. you know like maybe we'll have like a revolution of humanity once a lot of that stuff becomes automated and we don't have to spend so much mental and physical resources picking up our groceries you know like it's just there Mm -hmm. and we can stay focused on the things that are important to us and even outside of that you know right now we do 40 hour work weeks my like my hope at least my vision for the future is that eventually so many things get automated or become you know more efficient that we can spend less time working less time doing tasks less time doing chores or whatever and more time doing the things that we actually want to do in our lives so that we feel more fulfilled i agree automation is everything i mean being in technology myself my pretty much my whole life i mean everything is about automate how do we automate this how do we take this out of the hands of people so we can be we can think and we can solve more problems and do better things and and just make things um you know make things uh better and more efficient you know run companies more efficiently Mm -hmm. so this is huge. And I was talking to you before about, uh, about CES, I think. And I told you I was, you know, kind of quickly walking around a corner and I, I kind of turned this corner and, and almost walked right into a robot. Right. And it was like, <laughs> and, it, and it, it, we both stopped and it was like, excuse me. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Holy 
shit. I remember that, man. That was really cool stuff, man. I'm so excited for the future. I'm excited for robotics and virtual reality and all of this automation stuff that's happening and self-driving cars and just, just all of these things, man. I feel like it's really going to... You know, I, people, some, some people look at this stuff like it's just going to make lazy people, yeah. but I feel like that's because you're lazy. Ha, you, you know what I mean? You, you hear that, Gary? Who Call that? out Wally. I do agree because it's yeah. like if we could free our time up, we can focus on the things that are important to us. And yeah. maybe you don't know yeah. what's important to you, but if you had more time, you, you would. would figure that out. That you is could correct. You do stuff and you would realize, oh, wait a second. I'm passionate about this or, oh, wait a second. I'm good at this. You're like, you don't even mm -hmm. have to be passionate about it. If you realize that you're the best tortilla maker on the fucking West coast or whatever, mm -hmm. you're going to take a sense of pride in that. And you're going to start making tortillas, <laughs> you know? Great. Now I want to bring yep. it up. <laughs> and right now all these things like, te like uh, robotics, VR, crypto, all these things are all, um, are all moving up in their own verticals. But at some point in the very near future, they're all going to intersect and it's going to be freaking wild the world's going to completely change it's gonna be amazing yeah, yeah. we yeah. i really i've been saying this for a while but i think that there's a damn good chance that during our lifetimes assuming that we live normal life expectancies we will see something come along that truly challenges our definition of what it means to be a human and we already like, have with virtual reality i think virtual reality mm -hmm. is a is a step in that direction but i mm -hmm. don't think it's evidence of it like I, it's it's evidence that that could like, There's more. It's on the way. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like, I see what's going on here, but, um, teaser, I think that like, mm -hmm. we could all wake up one day and all know something like every day or like all, all at the same time, boom, all of a sudden, like something clicks and we're all like, we look at each other and we're like, did you feel that? And you're like, yup. Did you feel that? Yup. Oh my God. We're here. And like, things will be different, you know? And yeah. I think VR is a contributor towards that. Mm -hmm. VR brain, you know, brain computer interfacing yeah. will be a, a huge step in that, uh, in that direction. Um, it's a bright future, man. It's a bright technological future that I am very, very excited to see. See, I, I like, this is where I like to, to end up. I like to have an optimistic perspective of where we're going, because a lot of times it's so easy to just assume the dystopian future and be like, mm -hmm. yep, that's it. Now we're fucked. Mark Zuckerberg is going to destroy yeah. it and that's it, you know, but I I truly do remain optimistic. I believe yeah. in the goodness of people, and I believe that uh, the light is going to outshine the darkness, and sure, we might sure. see that shit in our lives. But dude. if no one talks about the darkness and no one makes people aware that it's there, then we, can, we can't take corrective actions to make the future a better place. So it is important to also share the information about things that are happening, but to remain optimistic because people generally do want the good mm -hmm. you know what i mean like not everyone is a corporation i'm not just looking to maximize my profits right like i want the good for the things that i love and that's how a lot of people are and that's how a lot of things are and as long as we we inform each other of some of the bad things but don't get completely caught up and swallowed by them right, right? and remain optimistic i think we have a, a very a very um powerful and bright future so jasmine what has been unsaid so far today because we are Getting pretty close now. So I want to make sure that we get to everything. So is there anything over there that uh, you think that is important that we haven't had a chance to get to yet? Of course, no pressure. Um, I think we talked about most things, although touching on this last point about uh, about like being positive and thinking about 
like being optimistic for the future. That's how I like to spend my time. So I know a lot of people talk about what's going, like all the news and what's happening. And I try to stay away from that for a reason. I think I want to focus my time, my energy, my emotions on on um, on educating people or bringing new people in. Like that's where I want to put my energy. And I know that if I'm, you know, like looking at all these other negative things that are happening, it's going to one ruin my mood and ruin my you know my ability to be more creative so i try to stay away from that and i focus my energy and my time into creation um i think everyone's a little different though but that's why i try to stay away from these types of topics yeah. well you know we all pick our battles you know what i mean and like there are there are fights that i choose to stay out of outside of the world of vr you know what i mean especially like political mm -hmm. stuff you know like i'm just not going to get in, involved you know because mm -hmm. i can't contribute energy to all this yeah. bullshit to your point very good point you know? but some of us are compelled right like and you feel mm -hmm. a compulsion <laughs> to pull people i in. love that word we have a compulsion to be soldiers and warriors for the cause like when you see a king marching towards your town with an army you start you do something about that you don't just say hey uh, i'd rather just paint i don't want to concern myself with that thing over there you know like someone needs to do something otherwise this the king is just going to march into our castle gates and take everything over you know so if the least we can do is go around with flyers and tell all the townspeople you know mm -hmm. and be like hey everybody <laughs> just so you know there's a king on the horizon right now and he's got an army and he might be coming to take this shit so just in case he is maybe mm -hmm. we can uh get some some fighters together so skiva and i will continue to be the soldiers passing out the flyers um, if you don't want to worry about that, you don't have to because we're there and we're going to fight the fight for you. Yeah, Boom. and everybody has a different role in the VR space, so exactly. that's great. Exactly, and if you're out there thinking to yourself, what's my role? You already know it. So get all the bullshit out of the way, identify it, and get involved. Come and join us. Join our communities. Join our discords. Subscribe to channels. Go into live streams, make your own channel, get on Discord, start following everybody, make yourself a name, put a VR on the end of it, and get involved because it's still <laughs> small, it's still intimate, you can still join us, and there's space oh, for you. Oh, man. So come on, baby. There we go. I'm just cracking up. Yeah, put a VR at the end of your name and you're in. That's all. That's, That's all, all it takes. Need. That's, That's the credentials. all it takes, baby. That's can I see your ID? Oh, it ends in VR. <laughs> you're in. Come on in. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Jasmine, why don't you give us some uh, closing thoughts as we start to wrap things up? Oh, closing thoughts. I'm not prepared for this. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, well, how do we find was... you? What, you know, where, where can people oh, you know, oh, find yeah. stuff like that? Okay, or or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, so, just close yep. us up. Um... Yeah, so I'm mostly on YouTube nowadays, although I'm also like on Instagram and Twitter and all that, all that other stuff. My focus right now is still making YouTube videos for uh, to bring new people in. So it might not be for a lot of people that are here because you're all... I'm pretty sure hardcore VR enthusiasts, but my videos are mostly probably for your friends and your family. They're like, eh, no, I don't think VR is for me. I'll, I'll convince them. Um, there it is. Um, yeah, but that's where you can find me. Cool. And all of those links are in the description below. They're also on the monitor right below me right here. If you just want to type them in or you can just go in the description and click and uh, go ahead and subscribe to Jazz on all of the different social platforms. Um, so you can pass this information along to your friends and to the people that aren't in the VR bubble and kind of push them into the bubble a little bit. That's it. Yeah. VR with Jasmine. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us today. It was so awesome having you on the show. And I know that you will not be a stranger to us. This was such a good conversation. Thank you for having me. Thanks everyone for listening. It was awesome. And say goodbye everyone to Jasmine as she leaves us and is ejected 
permanently from the Between Reality ship. And she gone. She gone. She gone. That was awesome. Yep, that, that was. was. That was a good time. Yeah. It's always it's always fun to chat, especially with friends, you know. Like right. I feel like, you know, Jasmine's a friend. Um she's super awesome, really nice person. Um we spend a lot of time in, you know, Neos and you know, we play Population 1 together and stuff, so she's Good people. Mm -hmm. Good people. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, we have lots of different kinds of conversations on this show. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it's like VR and games, and that's it. And we don't mm -hmm. get into anything, like, really, like, meaty. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes, like, last week, we had those uh, the guys from Virginia Labs, Virginia Philosophy Labs, and it was just, like, the talk about yeah. <laughs> universal morality for an hour and a half, two yeah. hours, you know? Uh, but this conversation, I loved. It was, like, such a good blend of virtual reality and like some like good, like ethical kind of moral implications of the things that we were talking about and had a great balance. Yeah, education and all this stuff. It was really, it was really good. And if you guys do want a little bit of a brain massage, you can go back to last week's episode and check out that episode. It was really, really fun with the Virginia uh, Philosophy Reality Lab. It's a mouthful, but it was, <laughs> a, it was a good time. And we got great guests coming up, guys. We actually have almost too many guests so we're going to start pulling in some bonus episodes here yep. soon and 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 uh you'll see you'll see some more episodes of between realities coming so, so next week well next week we have two episodes okay so let's let's yeah. let's break this down okay before we're wrapping this up everybody trust me but so <laughs> tomorrow we're going to be live we are doing yes. the cyber shoes contractors event if you have a pair of cyber shoes, you are encouraged to come and participate with us. Yep. We're going to do a live broadcast. We haven't decided exactly who's going to be playing. Maybe I'm playing. Maybe Skeev is playing. Who knows? Maybe we'll try. I don't know. But we're going to figure something out, and we're going to be broadcasting the event. So we encourage you to come and join yeah, us Yeah, come tomorrow. on by and talk to us. One of us will be talking to the chat and hanging out and, and doing stuff. So it'll be it'll be fun. Come chill. Mm -hmm. yep. Delirium Drew with the $2 super chat. Oh, thanks, homie. It says private population one lobby tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Damn yep. straight. And I'm, I'm going to do there. my best to come as well. And we nice. will have a code for that lobby where we'll be playing tonight in population one in our Discord server. So mm -hmm. check our description below. Join Discord and um, do that. So next yep. week we're going to have two episodes. Yes. So is we this, are. Is this, this is episode? Wednesdays. Yes. Is on Wednesday. Wednesdays, we're going to have a bonus episode uh, featuring Joanna Popper. Joanna is from from Hewlett Packard from HP. Uh, she is she's the one uh, kind of uh, uh, shilling for the for the HP um, Reverb G2 and their you know some of their other headsets. Their mm -hmm. HP is getting big into virtual reality as well. They make some of the more high end displays for mm -hmm. VR and you know really Joanna nice Popper headsets. is like a player in the VR. Scene. Huge, huge. She has done more for VR than than a lot of people. She's really she's in it, man. She's in that front line mm -hmm. really battling for this yeah, this is someone yeah. really like not just behind the scenes but like right behind the curtain so yeah. this is going to be a great conversation to have with her on wednesday mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we'll see you tomorrow for contractors mm -hmm. we'll see you on wednesday with joanna popper and we will reveal next friday's guest on wednesday yes another another fine lady from the community oh say no so, more say no more yeah. all right so all there right. you go it's it's the month of the lady here on between realities that it is like this video, please. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, join us on audio podcasts, wherever you get your audio podcasts, and we will see you tomorrow. All right, That's guys. It. Have a great Love uh, you all. night, everyone. See, see you, you later. Bye-bye.